Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! That is so annoying, I'm going to stop right there. This is the Fizzle Show, where every week we put together another episode, another conversation, raw, honest, deep conversations with entrepreneurs who are really doing this stuff in their real lives to help you get a little motivation education, a little information, little, I was going to say another bation, but I'm going to stick away from that for now. Yeah, I just feel like that's, it's a family show, Chase. You don't need to get into that, you know, but I know, I know you're already thinking it because you're kind of... Obelation. Yeah, obelation, you know, <laughs> little stuff like that. And today is no exception. We have an awesome episode for you where we're going to get into the nitty gritty about if it's time for you to move on to that dream, that idea that's been kind of on your mind for a while, or... If you should stick in the thing that you're currently doing and just stick it out because you're only hitting a roadblock. Really fascinating discussion and a situation that a lot of us encounter. But first, if it's your first time listening to this show, if you're new to this show, we want to tell you that you can go and download right now from us a toolkit of entrepreneurial tools. That's what normally is in a toolkit. It's a toolkit of tools. There's some tools. There's some Tools. Tools. It's mostly a kit of tools. It's yeah. a tool. It's a cool toolkit, but it's a toolkit for entrepreneurs in mo- what we call the modern entrepreneur or indie entrepreneurship, where you can build a business on your own. You're using the tools of the web. You're using tools like email providers. Which one should I use? You've got to put together a business idea. What makes a good business idea? You got to think through who you're writing your things for and all this stuff. We've got guides and lessons and episodes for you in that toolkit, and it's totally for free, our gift to you just for stopping by. You can get it when you go to fizzle.co slash toolkit. We call our business Fizzle because most businesses, most business ideas end up fizzling out. Let's counteract that. We built a toolkit for you to download right now at fizzle.co slash toolkit. Welcome to the show. Corbett Barr, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Mexico. We're in Mexico. Corbin and I are in Mexico in the middle of, of a, of a basically a work, a live and work abroad. Yeah. Story. Residency. A residency that Corbett's been doing for like eight years now. Yeah. Ten, nine. And Steph is with us from literally the middle of the country, crushing it with a wine bar, like two blocks from her front door. Steph, how are you? I am doing great. And you're right. I do have a wine bar that I could throw a rock at. And that's just how I like it. <laughs> was that part of your selection criteria stuff I'm not going to lie it kind of put us over the edge yes <laughs> I like the idea of Steph just like literally throwing pebbles at like blonde girls chatting with her Chardonnays on the yes. front porch just like bing 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 it's accurate I like it <laughs> it's accurate okay guys so today's episode this is this is killer all right, I am excited about this because we just did a little mind meld about it and got our story straight. And it's a big issue. It's a really big issue. Something that affects, like I think, every entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur as we get into it. And so, Corbett, as you think about this this situation, like how do you set it up? What is what are we talking about here? Well, if you spend any time as an entrepreneur building businesses, you know that at some point you'll come to this fork in the road where it, you know one day everything's going fine you're thinking yeah i'm going to work on this business i'm going to build it blah 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 and then you you start to like hear this little voice or see this alternative path for yourself mm. where there's something else that you could pursue mm. and 
is that a better opportunity than mm. that I'm working on right now? Like how should I, should I follow that or should I do both or, or should I just stay diligent to the thing that I'm working on? Mm. And you know, it's, it's fun to listen to stories of entrepreneurs who made a big change and found something that really worked for them. But you also hear stories of entrepreneurs who didn't make a change. They just kept their head down and they found a breakthrough at mm-hmm. some point. And so we come to this fork in the road and it's a really, really hard decision to make. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no matter which of those routes you take, you're going to have some hardship in front of you as well. Mm. So I think we're going to cover all of that yep. today. Yeah. Okay. So I, I bet, I mean, like you guys listen, did you hear what Corbett just said? I know that some of you are literally like nodding along with your podcast player right now because you're like, yes, that is me right now. I'm wondering if I should keep doing this thing that I kind of started maybe six months or a year ago. And it was like the thing that I really used to wedge myself into even thinking I could be an entrepreneur, Yep. but I'm not getting the results. It doesn't feel like the way I wanted it to. And I'm, I don't know, it's starting to feel like a job kind of crappy. And to me, it immediately brings up these shameful sort of thoughts about like, do I just not know how to work hard? Is it just like, is it me or is it this idea? Is it, is cause that one, I bet I would do a better job at that. And now that I know what entrepreneurship is like, at least a little bit, I would rather be writing about that every day than this. But to me, the thing in my head, the immediate, like the little dark magic sorcerer that pops up in my head says, it casts this spell and says like, that would never be successful. Nobody would ever pay attention to that. Right. Right. right? It's like, right. so you're dealing with, I love, that's why I love this question so much because yeah. it's just like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Do you believe that like, do you believe in this or not? You know what I mean? It's really. And there's also the situation where maybe you made that decision to pursue something. Yeah. It didn't go all that well. And now you have regrets. Mm. You're wondering if you made the wrong decision. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Totally. That's, and that's like, before you make the decision, it's like this big, what if this is a horrible decision? What if this is like a terrible decision yeah. that I'm about to make? Yeah. Steph, as you think about this problem what 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 comes up for you like what stirs for you well it's interesting having this conversation um so close to when we just did the goals course inside fizzle right so we've talked a little bit about Mm. here on the show we just launched a live course called goals that stick where i teach this uh five step process that i've developed that is very much about it's funny because a few people who took who took the course there's one person in particular who said this kind of feels like i'm learning how to drive a car backwards like it's that counterintuitive which is really cool to hear from people because it really is a different process it's more about starting with your vision instead of starting with tactically what needs to be done on your to-do list. And Mm. the thing that I have found myself rubbing up against, and I definitely saw in our students during during that course, is sometimes, I think what we're really talking about here, if we take a step back, is all of us as we as we grow and as we get older and we learn we are always trying to get closer and closer to what we truly want our life to look like that's really what this is about is you know what are what am i here to do who am i here to be like how do i want to live in my own skin in a way that feels best we've talked about lots of topics like this on the show but the thing that i have found in myself and for other people that that i taught this course to is sometimes uh allowing yourself to go there is really a scary thing because you don't necessarily know what that's going to bring up if you allow yourself to really, because you start to think to yourself, okay, if I'm going to go be that person who I've always admitted I want to be, what am I going to have to go through between point A and point B 
to get there? And am I ready to do mm. that? I mean, that's the thing is like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately where sometimes I think we all look at our heroes online or, or not even just online, but any, any type of person you admire and all you see is the positive. And what you don't really see is that that person probably had a moment like what we're going to talk about where they had that little voice that Corbett mentioned where they, they knew that there was something they needed to do, but the in between to get there is almost so like, at first it's so uncomfortable that you almost don't even want to dare to, to dream about the new thing because it just brings up a lot of stuff that you're going to have to try to figure out. So I'm excited for this episode because I think what we're going to talk about is the stuff, like the stuff that happens when you realize that something's a little bit misaligned or you've just grown and have a new idea or whatever the case may be. And some of the fallout, because this doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think. It, it, it feels a lot like, okay, well, I just had, you hear people talk about pivots. They're like, I had this idea, it was going great. Then I had this new idea and that went great too. And we have <laughs> a lot of examples of situations where it's actually a heck of a lot murkier than that. And I know that we've got people in the physical community and people who listen to this show who are smack in the middle of that right now, who are like, yeah, this is like, when I saw myself making this change, I thought it was gonna be me chasing my dream. I didn't realize that, I was going to be having so many questions about whether I was doing the right thing as I did it. So that's kind of mm. what, what's mm. got me thinking, just coming off of that goals course and seeing people wrestle with the changes that have to happen in order to fully, fully acknowledge where it is that you want to be. Yeah. Now, as you talk about that, I think of, I think of one story in particular for me, one of my favorite solopreneur examples of the last decade yeah. is a guy called James Clear, mm. right? Friend of ours, Someone I met at World Domination Summit some eons ago, and uh, a guy who has built an insanely successful one person, basically, business, writing articles about psychology and how to use the understandings and the tools of psychology and, and economics and things like that to apply a greater practice of optimization to your own life. Yeah. To get more of your goals met, to be more successful, to have a greater sense of well-being, to be stronger, fitter, faster, mentally, physically, the whole really, nine yards. Really useful, pragmatic stuff. Utterly. And well-written. Yeah. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of email subscribers yeah. and millions and millions of page views. Yeah. Like this is a very successful blog and project. One of the most successful blogs on the web it was definitely probably definitely one of the top ten single author blogs on the web. I would Seems I would call. Way, yeah. I, I mean I, I don't know, but in in that entrepreneurship space, yeah. in that in that kind of world, so wildly vastly successful. What many people don't know about James Clear is that he completely burned everything down that he was doing and started from scratch. And he was fairly successful in the other thing as well. He had a different site before this. Successful. I think he had like. I think I mentioned. I think he mentioned it was somewhere like fifty or eighty thousand email subscribers. And and if you don't know that in in the in the in the internet world, that's sort of like that's a hard fast number that we kind of use to to compare. You know, yeah. it's like it's like a pissing competition. But that's a metric that can communicate a lot of value. Yeah, you don't have eighty thousand people on an email list. You might only get eight people to open your email. That's a low engagement for that. You know, for that size. But eighty thousand people on a list. Probably get eight thousand to open the email. Probably get eight hundred to actually read it. Probably get yeah. upwards of you know eight to, to eighty to actually it just, it buy. Tell, it tells you something. It tells you something. And that is the that is the size of the business that he had built. Another blog web based business when he decided to just burn it down, burn it down. Started from scratch. Didn't bring his old emails like email subscribers over. Just started from scratch. 
to me, that felt like a very bold, brave thing. Like I, when I heard that, I was like, cause to me to build a website, to build a successful thing is like, well, now you have to just ride this thing. Right. Now you have to just keep this thing going. Yeah. Right. But for him, the impetus was I'm not doing what I want to be doing. And he went, it's almost like, imagine what you would have to do to make that kind of decision. For me, when I think about that, I would have to go inside myself, look at like the spreadsheet of, of what are the, like, okay, so what are the options that I'd rather do? What have I learned from this current you know, business that I've built that I like and I don't like? What is the, the topic or the direction that I would rather do? What would the likelihood of success quote unquote be, but that's not a very easy number to put together. Right. It's more like what is the what is the thing that I would have to build in order like what would the kind of work would I have to commit myself to yeah. to try that out. Yeah. What are you thinking over well, there? Well I mean J- James had a lot of work yeah. in front of him yeah. once he started over because he really did start over. But we bring up James, I think, because he's an example where pretty much everything went right. Yeah. You know, yeah. every everything he could have hoped for has come true with that new site. Right. So he was right to make that decision, yeah. and he probably doesn't have any regrets mm-hmm. about it, and he probably didn't go through a whole lot of heartache mm-hmm. in the startup process. Yeah. But that's the exception, right? Yeah. Yeah. James is yeah. the, the, the shining example yeah. that we can all point to, but there are plenty of other examples, mm. things that are happening right now to, yeah. to Fizzle members, things that we've gone through ourselves yeah. that aren't so easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first, first point we're making for you here, dear listener, wherever you are on your run, in your car as you commute to your job that you wish to one day not have to go to, as you whatever do the dishes after you put the kids to sleep, wherever you are listening to the show, the first point we want you to know is sometimes there are these moments in an entrepreneurial path, which is something that is almost like I'm sort of spiritual about the way that you know you can I don't know, you just kind of feel like inside you, there's this little voice going like, dude, this isn't the thing. This isn't what we signed up for. We don't like this. We don't like this. And you're kind of in this dialogue between like, is that just me being weak and I need to burn that weakness out of my body, so to speak? Or is that the invitation? Is that the call to wonder? Right. Is this the initiation of the hero's journey? Right. Right. So there, there might be a moment for you. You might be in that moment right now. If you haven't experienced it yet, you might experience it in the future. There are countless stories of entrepreneurs experiencing that moment, choosing to take the call and it works out amazing. There's others that don't take the call works, works out amazing as well. Yeah. It's like, it's not a, it's, there's not a, there's not a rubric here you can just apply to your life and go like, I mean, we're going to talk in a little bit about some ways that we think you can tell the difference between if you should stick and, and stay or if you should pack up and leave. Yeah. But um, the first point is sometimes you have to, quote, burn it all down and head in that direction that's calling you because there's a brighter future, right? And it's a question of how much faith and trust you have in yourself and how you know the environment and stuff like that. Very very holy things to me because it's scary. It is fearful. It's like paddling out in big waves. It's a really fun problem to think about. It's a, it, like, I always say that kind of thing. This is a beautiful problem to try to design yeah. a solution to. Yeah. Okay, and now as Corbett's brought up, it doesn't always go well, right? Now, Steph, tell us, like, tell us a story or two or however you feel because we want to be sensitive to the people that are in Fizzle. There's, there's one person in particular who is having a real ride on this topic right now, and we feel so much for that person in that business. And, uh, and in large ways, that was, that was you know, the catalyst for this conversation. 
But when you think, Steph, about someone deciding, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then they go off in a direction um, to pursue that brighter future, sometimes it doesn't always work out like, you know, what I've called unicorns and rainbows. What comes to mind for you, Steph? Well, I want to start with, I'll give an, I'll, I'll give an example, but I want to start with something, an interesting thought for people, anybody out there who can relate to this, because I read this recently and I thought it was really interesting and pertinent to the conversation. So if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you probably know that one thing that Chase and I have in common is more so than Corbett, although sometimes, you know, he's been known to dabble in woo-woo, woo-woo stuff as well. But we like to talk sometimes about the spiritual realm or the role that the universe plays, however you want to look at it, whether it's a, a God thing or a universe thing. But one thing that I was reading about recently that I thought was was incredibly interesting is it's pretty, no matter what your beliefs are, it's pretty well known that our brains are roughly divided into, like if you look at thoughts, there's conscious thought and subconscious thought, right? And the conscious waking brain is actually a really small percentage of what informs our action. It's what we feel like off the top, but there's a whole lot of stuff lurking underneath and that's known as the subconscious. And if you do any reading on this, you know that there's a lot of things in your subconscious that you don't necessarily fully feel, but they still inform your actions. And part of that subconscious thought is our really ancient part of our brain that tries to keep us safe. And I think we've talked about this on the show as well. And that served us really well when there were saber-toothed tigers chasing us and things like that. So fear is a natural part of our human composition. But I was reading recently that sometimes when you are making a bold move like what we're talking about here. And I think what we're really talking about is coming closer into the alignment of what you really want to be doing. Something kicks up in that fight or flight brain. And sometimes your subconscious will actually start sabotaging you a little bit, like weird, bad things will start happening. And you can kind of see it as a test in terms of how committed you are. So I wanted to offer that thought because I think sometimes, and I know this has happened to me before too, when I've made pivots in my own life, something starts to go wrong and you start to say to yourself like, okay, wait a second, like, should I be paddling back to the shore? Like, is this a, is this a sign? Like, it's very tempting to take that as um, evidence that you've done something wrong. And I think that in many stories that you talk to people about, and I've done enough interviewing over on the Courage and Clarity podcast to know that people, in general, people have these moments, these like turning points, these dark moments where they're like, I really didn't know if it was going to work out. And in fact, I almost gave up completely. So I just wanted to offer that, first of all, is that I think it's interesting to think of it as it could, part of it could be if you're feeling like, what have I done? Sometimes it's like, I mean, what's that cheesy quote that's like, it's always darkest right before the dawn. There is an element of that here. Like if you're learning to swim out into the deep, you're going to have a moment where you're like, oh my God, I might drown. So I just wanted to offer that because I thought it was a really interesting way to think about it. And as an example of that, of someone who in our community is going through this exact thing right now, I'm going to, I'm going to protect this person because it's a, there's a lot that she's dealing with, but there's someone that we have in our community who's done a really great job with her blog and her business. She's had traction over the past few years, but, and this I think is very typical of any of us who are building things is we grow over time. You know, you, you grow and change in terms of your interests. You discover what you're really good at. Maybe you thought it was one thing. And as you get going, you're like, you know what, that thing that I thought it was going to be actually really doesn't appeal to me the way, excuse me, the way that I thought it did in the beginning, or I've just grown. And now there's this new interest that I really feel like I need to double down on. And I think the crazy thing is about building a business or having any kind of audience is 
the oftentimes the bigger your your reach, the scarier it is to do something like that because you're playing with fire a little bit, which you guys talked about with the burning it to the ground. So we've got one community member in particular who's making a, a big switch and it's impacted, you know, not necessarily everyone has been able to follow her over to the new project. And think about that. If, if anybody out there listening has been at this for any amount of time, you know how precious every single email subscriber is, every single page view, every single hit that you get. So to take any of that away when you've made a bold move is a really scary thing. But in the case of this particular person, where, where she is headed is so... It's If you have any a conversation with her of any duration, you know that what she's going to be working on, she's so fired up for it. It's truly her sweet spot. And what she was talking about before is not resonating with her. And honestly, I think it would have held her back from being able to impact the people that she's truly, truly meant to impact. But... It's an example of somebody who's like literally seeing some tangible, uh, you know, backfire from going from point A to point B. So I think that she's going to be absolutely fantastic on the other side. But here in this moment, it is not like Chase said, rainbows and unicorns. It's it's scary. And it's looking at this saying, what have I done? So that's one example of someone recently who has been through something similar to this. Corbett, what does that make you think of? Well, you know, just comparing uh, this situation to James Clear, in James's case, his was a, I'm going to start completely over mm. and not take any of the email subscribers, any of the articles, yeah. just going to start over. In the case that Steph is talking about, this is more of a rebrand and a new domain, like switching everything over. And in that case, sometimes you're hoping that even though you're headed in a new direction, you're going to be able to harness the work that you've put in and mm. the mm. audience that you've built to help build your new thing. Yeah. And there are cases where that happens and yeah. you know you get like 100% or close to it of people transferring all the search traffic comes totally. over. It's almost like it's overlap. It's like the Venn diagram is really really overlap. Those two circles are there's a lot of overlap and between you're just the interests. name and 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 technologically everything goes well. Yeah. In other cases there can be technological hurdles or Maybe you can confuse some of the people that were following you before because they don't understand the new brand or mm. it doesn't appeal to them or mm. something like yeah. that. So this is where, you know, we were talking earlier where you might decide to make this change mm. and in the short term you could have some hurdles that yeah. you didn't anticipate and it could make it kind of unpleasant for a yeah. while. And yeah. it could make you second guess whether or not you um, made the right decision. But as Steph just pointed out, if you believe that this new direction is stronger for a number of concrete reasons, then even if you're set back for a little while in the short term, you should recover and go on to do greater and greater things because of the latitude, the connection, everything yeah. that the new brand gives you yeah. and your audience together. Yeah, I like that. Now, what I'm hearing you guys say is, is this is how, how I think about it. I think about um, the way... That, like Steph was, was mentioning a bit, there, there's just this, you know, that thing that comes up in your heart or in your whatever, some, there's some desire that grows. I mean, we all have desire. I mean, sexual desire is the, is the original sort of desire. It's the way our genes pass themselves on. It's this imperative that our nature, our biology gives us. And, um, and you can't you can't argue with your sexual desire. You can just repress it or or let it do what it needs to do. In a similar way, these ideas that come up when you start to learn what's possible for your I mean, the biggest challenge I think us as as human modern species face today 
is and besides all the all the, the big stuff, but on an individual level is what are you going to do to make the money that you need to to you know cha- exchange that money for all of the things that you need? You can't go find food somewhere and feed yourself. You can't go make a shelter. Nobody does these things anymore. You have to exchange money for all these things you need to survive. So this becomes like priority numero uno for many of us, and it happens that I personally come from a family and a part of the world where it was like high intensity, go, go, go. You got to be successful. You got to achieve status, right? And so a lot of my personal growth has been around trying to untie that knot. That made me way too intense. But a lot of us have that intensity. And so when we think about how am I going to make that money? How am I going to get that stuff? And then we're working this job we hate. And then it feels like, dude, this is a prison for the rest of my life. You look at the people who are higher up, than you, the partners that are like the seats that you want to have one day. And you realize like, oh my God, I don't want that seat. That's like a fancy corner office prison. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I don't want to commute to work every day. Oh my God, I don't want all of these things. Like you realize you're working your butt off to get to some dead end that you're not going to be happy with. And so you look at alternative ways of making money. You look at like starting up a business. You start researching. You find the fizzle show. You find all these voices that are telling you it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Here's how to do it. Here's how to do it. You get off your butt and you try it. You make a blog about a thing. You've done some research on like, well, we got to have a value proposition and we got to this, that, and the other. And so you're like, this might be successful. You're looking at this has a high opportunity rate, high chance of success. So it's like, all right, let's try that. And you've been doing it for six months, 12 months, 18 months, however long it is. And maybe you don't have any success. Maybe you have a little bit of success. But you've got this thing that comes back up, the same thing that realized that corner office was a trap, is looking at this and going like, wait, is this another kind of trap? Mm-hmm. You know. And I look at this whole thing and I'd first of all just stand back and go like, whoa, this is a beautiful problem because only you can define your answer to this problem. There's very little that matters more in your life. There's almost nothing that matters more in your life. In a modern, to the, to the modern Western human, this is like a huge part of that pie chart. Yeah. You know, there's like your relationship, your romantic relationship, yeah. your friends, your family, your family, and then your career and what you do. It's what you do. You know what I mean? Like such a big issue. And so what's coming up is all of this fear all of this excitement and you're trying to sort through these impulses, these almost like these almost knee jerk reflex reactions that your spirit sort of like coughing up at you. Like I'm excited. This is going to work out. Like just keep your head down. Like you're, you, that'll never work. You know, like all of these sorts of things. Right. That's, that's why, I mean, for me, mindfulness meditation has been the most amazing practice because it just, you're just watching that all day long. You're just watching that. It teaches you how to be watching that even when you're not meditating. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're just seeing it and you realize like, oh shoot, these are just like literally characters in the play. They're not the playwright. They're not the one writing the script. Like I'm a one in here writing the script. I don't have to listen to any of these things. I can see if they're true or not by doing some research and educating myself, trying things out and seeing what it's like and all this stuff. Yeah. I don't want to get us off to, and, and just, I'll stop there, but like just to set our perspective there, if you're dealing with this, if you're in this situation, that's a It's a big place to be. And so to take all of that and go, and I'm going to try it, you know, to do what James Clear did or what others we know have done, what we ourselves have done Mm -hmm. and go, let's do it. Screw it. Let's do it. 
Like you have enough information. This itch is not going to be scratched any other way than this. And it's not going away. Yeah. We have to do it. So brave, so courageous, right? And I want to see more people in the world. This is a personal mission of mine. I want to see more people in the world being able to make those decisions with a higher degree of intelligence, competency about what is going to be required of them on the other side. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest factors in that, probably the first big thing I would want people to know about it is it's not going to be unicorns and rainbows necessarily. Some people have that story. A lot of spiritual teachers are teaching that kind of thing. They think when you're just in the flow and doing the thing, they're telling you everything works out right. You're going to feel some of that flow probably, but I'm like, that's not the name of the game. And that's not why we do this. Yeah. You're part of the jungle. You're, you're, there's snakes and, and, and nasty beasts over in this new place you're going to. The difference is you can, you can navigate those with maybe some like, some gratitude, maybe some like, I don't know, more energy. Just like more ability to go like, all right, no, 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 I'm, I'm sure there's a tiger over there. I mean, this is better than living. I was thinking about this idea of like living in the water. Like imagine if you were a human and you were just living in the water and you're like, this is where I live. This is where I live. You're like, fudge, these sharks are way better at swimming than me. There's all these beasts that are, and so you're like stuck in the coral reef. You can't go too far and you can, you know, and then one day you realize like you're a lot better when you can see a lot better, like up above the surface of the water. And if you, if your feet are planted firmly on the ground, you can actually generate a lot of force and like punch a shark in the nose or whatever. But if you're just flailing around in the water, you don't have a lot of power. You don't have a lot of like, like, uh, uh, capabilities. And so one day you might find yourself in the shallows where you realize like I can stand on the ground and my head can be up above the water. And you have this invitation to go, wait, am I going to walk further and further into the shallows? Am I going to walk potentially up onto the dry land? Wait, what if there's, what if that's even worse for me? But wait, I feel more capable over there. I feel like I have more opportunity up there, right? Oh, but what, what if this cha- changes things with my relationships? Oh, what, like all these fears come up. And the question is, well, it, there's going to be beasts no matter which way you go. There's going to be things to be smart about and intelligent about. And diff- there's going to be difficulties no matter which way. The only difference is, do you feel like you want to be in that one and, and you should go with it? Or do you feel like I'm afraid of that one? And even though I want that one, I should stay here because that desire isn't really a real thing to pay attention to. All right. I'm getting lost in my own sort of thing. Hopefully that makes some sense to people, but it's a long drawn out way of making the same exact point that all three of us have just made. It's not going to be unicorns and rainbows. So don't expect that when you go on to this next path. And, and if you do so, you will be able to live with what we call resiliency or grit. Now, Steph, I, I sent you a little text to look up those two words. What does resiliency mean? Mm, okay. Well, I looked up resilience, so I'm going to go with that okay, one. Same thing. And yeah. there's two, it's interesting. There's two different definitions and I like both of them for what we're talking about. The first one is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, semicolon toughness. Okay. That's the first one. <laughs> but listen to the second one. The ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. So I love those two together. So obviously the second one is about, you know, like nylon, for example, is listed here in like the example sentence. So it's talking Mm. about physical substances, but what a cool way to think about this for, for those huge moments in your own path is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. That's totally Mm. how I see it. Like you may have to like bend yourself into some really uncomfortable positions getting from A to B, but that, that springing back into shape, that elasticity, I think is exactly what we're getting at with this. Mm, I love that. And now, and yeah, then what's grit? 
Because okay. grit, the reason why I bring up grit, though, is because you remember there was um, some studies, Corby, you might remember this more than me, some studies on children who, like a long, it was like long-term study on, mm. on children and how they performed over time, yeah. how they succeeded and fared well in life. And the number one indicator ended up being this sort of thing called grit. Right. Right. Does that yeah. ring a bell? Yeah. I think it was maybe high school studies that, okay. that they did. And they came up with a number of different criteria um, or uh, characteristics that a yeah. person can have. Yeah. And grit turned out to be the biggest determinant of uh, success and satisfaction in mm-hmm. life or something like that. Love it. So what does grit really mean, Steph? So grit, the definition is really simple, but in, a, in I think a beautiful way, it's courage and resolve, strength of character. That's all it is. So it's it just comes down to courage, your ability to pr- persevere, I think, and then also strength of character. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of grit as a comment on the strength of your character, but I guess in a way that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Mm. Mm, yeah. So Corbett, when you hear about these concepts of courage or, or, or resolve, strength of character, grit, resiliency as an entrepreneur, you're the one who's been an entrepreneur independently and as a part of teams longer than any of us on the call. Yeah. You've seen things come and go. What, like, what is your, like, what does, what do these words bring up for you? What do these concepts bring up for you when you see all of these masses of people reading the blog posts, checking in with the fizzle show and the sparkling, you know, blog and trying to figure out their business. What do they need to know about grit and resiliency? Well, I think that, um, first of all, they can be developed over time, Mm. right? As Mm. you get comfortable being an entrepreneur, I know like my wife and I have had a lot of conversations about how when you're an entrepreneur, there's a cycle where every so often it can feel like your entire life gets turned upside down again. Mm. And in the early days of being an entrepreneur, let's say you're six months or a year or two years into it, and you've come to one of these whys in the road, you might feel like this insane amount of reluctance and fear and and all this kind of stuff. If you come to a similar why in the road 10 years later, you would hope that you've developed more of that resiliency and that grit so that you're able to just say, okay, I've been here before. Mm. I recognize that it means things probably won't be easy or clear cut or comfortable in the short term, Mm. but we'll get through this and there's probably a brighter future for us because every time you come to one of those whys, you generally find that you grow and you end up in some sort of better place. It makes me feel like a kind of a confidence in your general competence. Like whatever presents itself to us, you know what comes to mind? I think of uh, a fizzler who's been around for a long time, Kalen Huntress. Uh, what's up, Kalen? He w- was like, he was really into parkour, right? And one day he and I went on this walk around the river and he talked about one of the main reasons why he loves parkour is it's almost like a meditation for him. It's this ability to like, you're running and you set a speed and you go. And no matter what is in your path, you now, you're giving your body the mandate to roll with whatever comes. You're hopping over this, you're using your hands, you're rolling on the ground, you're, and you try to keep that pace and do the thing. It's like this, this movement that like forces you to flow with like your whole body and your mind. You're con, you're like completely and 100% focused on the thing. The sense of how fast or slow you go is like how much you trust your competency, mm-hmm. right? Like how right. much do you think you're going to be able to literally take on any you know, I heard another person talk about when you're driving a car, like if you drive 100 miles an hour through a town, things can come out and you won't be able to stop. 
But if you go five miles an hour, you know, through like anything happens, you can you can manipulate, move, and, and cruise around. Yeah, it's almost like you get used to a certain pace of things. You're not going too fast. You're not going too slow. And th- that's what it's making me think of. Does that resonate? Yeah, I think so. In, in a way, because um, you see some people, new entrepreneurs, like sprinting, 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 yeah. get all this stuff done, yeah. um, or trying to accomplish something that when they tell you what their goals are, you're yeah. like, "Well, that's crazy." But good luck. But you know, p- you can burn yourself out. And I think you eventually realize that entrepreneurship is a lifelong pursuit, mm. and your ability to sort of. I forget the definition that Steph gave for resilience, but to roll with uncertainty as it comes at you and to spring back into shape mm. is what will help you get through that, you know, that come out the other end of your life having been a successful entrepreneur yeah. versus someone who burns out because they tried to sprint and hit a roadblock and then completely crumbled yeah. and ran back to you know, finding a job or something like that. Yeah, totally. But, but you know, not to get too far off the the topic yeah, here, which yeah. which again is when you're at that Y in the road, how do you know if you're making the right decision? Yep. Do you have regrets because you chose one over mm-hmm. the other, uh, knowing that it's not going to be easy and so on? And and just thinking about our experience at Fizzle. Yeah. Um, some people listening to this show may not know anymore because it's been a long time since yeah. we made a big switch, mm. but. Six, seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. It's, mm. been, it's incredible how fast time goes by. It's actually eight years ago now. Mm. I started a blog called Think Traffic. Yeah. And uh, that was a very successful project. Mm. It supported me really well. And um, I had a good time with it. And it was well regarded, I think. Yeah. Very highly respected. But yeah. like, lot, like people like a James Clear, people like uh, a, a lot of entrepreneurs who are now currently successful started off their blog. They were reading Think Traffic. It was highly regarded and respected by a lot of people who are now currently massively successful, right? Yeah, yeah. and so um, at some point, you know, I I recognized after I started up multiple projects that it's really hard to do to juggle multiple projects and to do them well. Mm, mm. And so I started feeling like I need to streamline a little bit. Yeah, and at that point, yeah. I, you know, I had four or five different projects going on. Yeah. Um, you and I started working together. We started talking about this new project that's Fizzle, mm-hmm. and we ended up kind of operating both at the same time. And I think that's an option. Mm. You know, um, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about how you make the decision. But yeah, yeah, we are. To give you a preview or a hint. One of the ways. That no, I- actually, transition into that. Let's transition into that. I mean, before, like, pause your story for a second. Yeah. One of the big, big questions that this is going to bring up for a lot of people is like, so how do I know if I'm I'm at that why? And my heart is kind of leading me in one direction, but I've already kind of committed my brain sort of saying like, I've already committed over here. Why don't I just stay diligent? It'll work out for me over here too. Uh, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera song, right? Is that, I think that's hit me baby one more time. No, I think it's my, my, my heart is saying, yes, oh, but my, I think you're saying my mind. Is I, I think no. what you're thinking is my, my mind's telling me no. Okay, no, that's our but my body, <laughs> my body's telling me yes, something like that. <laughs> okay, but you're at this Y in the road, and your body's telling you yes, right? And your mind's saying no, no, this is stupid. You'll get crabs. Like yeah. you're gonna, someone's going to be pregnant. <laughs> oh, like no. don't do this. You know, um, think about the STDs, right? But the like you're at that crossroad. How do you know? Like how can you know? 
How can you know which way to go if what you're dealing with is just a roadblock that you should overcome because there's brighter future in in the current path that you're on, yeah. or if you should like this thing that's heading pulling you in this direction is the way to go. So back into the story. What we gonna do the gusto? What's what's that? Oh, <laughs> I, but, I, I, first, <laughs> but first, but it, first, it's a message like from our sponsor. <laughs> Okay, hold on. We're going to jump right back into that. But first, we've got to tell you, we, we love this company, Gusto, who is sponsoring this episode of The Fizzle Show. They do payroll for small business. It's basically the payroll company you would imagine the internet would have created. That's what happens, right? You know, you, you've signed up for some of these companies that are, that are cool looking. It's like, oh, good, they make this easy, like, like a Quicken or something like that. When, with taxes, like, oh, good, this should make it all easy. And it just ends up being like you have to get a degree and using this thing just to know how to do it. Gusto is the opposite. Payroll is a hassle for most businesses, and Gusto makes it so easy effortless. We use it ourselves. We love it. Corbett, say one of your favorite things about it real quick. Mm, I love how easily you can pay contractors Mm -hmm. and uh, it takes care of all the 1099s. There was a time in my life where I manually created 1099s because I had paid contractors with checks. And that is just crazy to think because now you can just enter the contractor's details, uh, hook them up over direct deposit, Pay them anytime you need to, and at the end of the year, yeah. the 1099 forms just get generated like you need them. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, so listen, if you've got payroll, if you need to do that sort of thing, 1099s, contractors, employees, whatever your situation is, you can go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle. And here's the crazy deal they're giving you. Three months of using Gusto for free when you create and run your first payroll. Three months of it for free. That'll give you more than enough time to get in. I, honestly, you're not going to go anywhere else because there just isn't a better option for this. So our thanks to Gusto for helping support independent business and the Fizzle Show. Head over to gusto.com slash fizzle if you want to check that offer out. Okay, so Corbett Bar, I'm at the Y in the road. Yeah. How do I know the difference? Which one should I take? Yeah. You were telling us about when you were doing Think Traffic, you and I started working together. I was designing Think Traffic. We liked working together. What was that why for you? Well, the why eventually becomes, again, I was saying that I recognize focus is one of the keys for me to Mm. succeeding. And trying to run multiple projects can just be a recipe for disaster. So I start feeling like I need to focus. I need to consolidate projects. We decide to start Fizzle. I'm still running Think Traffic. So I'm sort of at that why in the road, but what I've done in that case and in other cases to make the decision easier for myself is I kind of start working on that other project a little bit. Yeah. Because you know, you what you really need to do is to give yourself some sort of assurance or yeah. to get enough information or comfort yeah. that that other decision is a good one to make. And sometimes it's just you feel called to it. You know that it's you know more aligned with who you really want to be, and that, and that's fine. In this case, the two projects were similar in a lot of ways. So for me, it was more of a, a matter of what's this going to be like working with other people. We mm. had a little team going at that time, um, and do I feel like Fizzle is a better vehicle for reaching potential entrepreneurs, helping them, and um, 
and building a business. We should tell people, I mean, the, the, the model that Corbett came up with was similar to like a lynda.com, but for just creative freelancer indie entrepreneur types, right? You need to start a blog, you need to start a podcast, you need to create a website, you need to get an email list that grows, you need to, all of these different things. Well, why isn't there a place where you pay some small monthly fee to have membership? You get all those courses, but then you also get this piece that was always lacking when you would launch your big course at Think Traffic, the community piece. Mm-hmm. Getting Q&A, getting feedback from friends and stuff like that, it just kind of like, it would rise and then it would just sort of peter out. Yeah. Whereas on this one, the goal was, what if there was this community always there? Yeah. And you were sharing your successes and your failures and you had create you had, you had relationships with yeah. people. Yeah. And that was the whole impetus for, that was the original, uh, the origin story of Fizzle right there. And it was a gamble to go, okay, so blog, Think Traffic, making big courses that you sell for large amounts of money that you take a cohort through at a certain time or $35 open door policy always available with community built in. Yeah. That was the that was the why in your road. Totally. I like this idea you had about trying it out a bit. What yeah. tell like give people a little insight on how to do I that. Mean, people sit there at that why in the road sometimes for yeah. a year or two years and yeah. just agonize over mm-hmm. trying to make this decision come out of thin air. Yeah. And I think you you need to be more methodical about it and and just recognize that you need a couple of things. You need enough comfort, clarity, whatever on the new project mm. information to to make you feel like that's a good bet to make and yeah. thing to pursue. Yeah. You also probably need enough you need to have given the existing project you're working on enough effort to feel like I gave it, you know, my all. Mm. It didn't work out, so I feel comfortable with wrapping it up. Yeah. But a lot of people just sit there at the why and just kind of, you know, go back and forth in their head over and over again. Like, yeah. maybe this is better. Maybe this is better. Maybe this is better. They, you know, and they they never have a concrete plan for yeah. coming up with the answer. So in my case, what my my preference usually is is actually to n- sprint on the new project mm. and try to get something accomplished so that I not just in, you know, try to intuit what it's going to be like, but actually get to experience what it's going to be like. Yeah. Maybe see a little hint of results, but get to feel what that project's like to run, see how much progress I can make in a few months or something. Yeah. And then I can feel better about, okay, I've got you know my foot in, in one door and I can go ahead and let the other one close mm. behind me comfortably. Yeah. And that's what we did with Think Traffic after Fizzle had been up for nine months or something. We rolled Think Traffic into Fizzle in some ways. And it wasn't all unicorns and rainbows. We mm. had uh, we've told the story recently where for a year or so our conversion rate to the email list was atrocious. Yeah. And we were so busy building Fizzle that we didn't get to it and we cost ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. We also lost some of the search traffic to certain articles and things. For the most part that ended up coming over okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't perfect. But in the long run, we're I'm happy that I made that decision yeah. because we've made so much progress with Fizzle. Yeah. Okay. So fascinating. So so in summary from that little bit, this idea, which I think is, is our final sort of point we wanted to make here, is that a lot of people can linger on this decision for a long time, not really knowing what to do. But you've got this sort of idea, which I think is essential for people to know about. For instance, the first time you showed me a decision matrix, right? Making a decision matrix and, and just using a spreadsheet to help me think through, you know, we use this in inside the Fizzle roadmap. If you want to check that out, you can get a five-week free trial of Fizzle at fizzle.co slash try five. 
and just start the roadmap because it'll walk you through doing a decision matrix on the choosing a topic course. Um, but it's this way of thinking about a decision and sort of looking at these criteria by which you would make this decision if you could, right? Tell, like, give a, give a little sense of if someone's at a why, what should they do? Well, this is just general advice for any decision, I yeah. think. And that is to identify the criteria that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And instead of, uh, again, just having this running dialogue in your head, you sit down and list out the things that matter to you. Is it earning potential? Is it how you feel about the project? Is it the scalability of the project? Is it the subject matter of the project? There are all these different things that might matter to you. And if you list those things out and assign them, if you want to get real geeky about it, assign them a weight Mm -hmm. to say that I care most about how I feel about a project Mm -hmm. and earning power is secondary to me. You could score those things. And then you could look at the two options in your why, or if you have more options because you're at the very beginning stages, then you can just go in and think through each of them. Okay, mm. let's say I've got a project about um, vegan cooking, yeah. or let's say I've got a project about being a better marathoner. Yeah. You can ask yourself, how do I feel about each of those? What do I feel like the earnings power is? What strengths do I bring to the table on each of those? Um, and... And, and score all of those, and then you can take some of the guesswork out of it. Mm. And if there are some criteria that you have questions about, then you can also identify the gaps in your knowledge and make a plan for for understanding those things better. And I think it's it's easy in the Fizzle Roadmap to go through the business sketch template, which helps you write out a, a short business plan, a one mm. business plan. It's easy to have some customer conversations and to do some research on these topics so that you can uncover some of the data that you need to make a better decision instead of just sitting there on that decision yeah. for months or years. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, what are you, what are you hearing over here? Uh, like w- what we've talked about so far today, this episode is about sometimes you get you, you you find yourself at this why in the road. Your heart's telling you to go one way. Maybe you feel like you should go in this other way as well. Like maybe you should just stick with it. Um, and sometimes you need to burn it all down to follow the new sort of future. But it's not all rainbows and unicorns, right? You got to be ready to be resilient even in the, the new path and discovering and distinguishing the difference between something that's just like a current road ma- roadblock on something that you should continue on with or it's a brick wall that you're never going to actually get through and you really need to flow in this other direction you already feel a lot of desire towards. One of the things Corbett's saying is you've got to understand the criteria you'd use by which you'd make that decision. What are the things that matter most to you about it? Given all of this stuff, what what comes to mind for you, Steph? What does that stir up in you? Yeah, I think... Excuse me. I think Corbett has given some great advice, and I would just I would tack on to that for especially for our high achievers out there, uh, for our future predictors of which I am a card carrying member, guys. So if you're mm-hmm. out there, like I have, feel like whenever I've had big decisions or I've been at that why in the past, I really wanted to know all the answers or like you know. I mean, I would probably not be above like asking the magic eight ball what to do. You know, it's like, and if you're in that moment where you don't know which way to go and it's unclear, like there's a really good chance that you don't have all the information yet. And I think for me, 
learning to be okay with that and not rush decisions just because you're feeling some discomfort is actually really, really helpful. So Corbett said Mm. something important, which was when you're standing at that why, don't just stand there, start taking some action. And I couldn't agree with that more. And then Chase, you just used the word flow, flowing in that direction. So I would say, and this is something that that has really helped me, especially like in in my few recent years, is to just start taking that next action or start doing the thing that flows Instead, if you feel like you're swimming upstream, which so many of us feel with our careers, if you if you feel like you're just like are forcing a decision or something, don't just start start taking that next step, start flowing with what feels good and trust, trust that I've, I've said this a lot. I feel like recently trust your future self. Like it might, it might be possible that this isn't the right moment for the thing. And like, that's fine. So just start, you know, doing some of the actions to see how it feels to examine some of the evidence like Corbett was talking about. But I just think it's important to insert in here that if you're like hemming and hawing and, and working yourself up, there might be a good chance that you, you could force a decision. And I think that um, our own desire to want to predict the outcome can really shoot us in the foot sometimes. So uh, don't be afraid to grow slow would be what I would add in here as well. There's no fire a lot of times. Mm. Um, go with it and and be okay with with realizing that you probably will naturally know that next move just fall. We've talked a lot on this show about following the next breadcrumb. I really think that applies here. Mm, I love it. I love it. You guys. Okay. So some of you are going to need to listen back to this episode literally again, right now, go back to the beginning of the episode and just listen to it again, maybe even with some notes, because uh, this is a really big topic that is central to just about every entrepreneur at some point in their journey. Which way do I go? Uh, are you going to go my way, as the as the famous sage Lenny Kravitz would say? <laughs> uh, African American and Jewish mix. That's true. Is, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to how to turn that into like a like a. I'm not going to do it. That's what I'm. That's what's going to happen. As I'm not going to do it. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, uh, but like some of you might need to listen back to this thing because it's important, and you know this is right where you are. Pay attention. There's wisdom and insight in here for you from literal, actual entrepreneurs. There's no one that can give you the answer to what you need to do. You are your own sage. The only Zen you're going to find on the top of the mountain is the Zen you bring up there with you, right? So I thank you for listening to this episode of The Fizzle Show. We love being able to make these episodes for you guys. Leave us a review if you haven't in iTunes. That does seem to help us get more listeners or more importantly, share this with somebody that you think would be dope. Share it on your social media accounts. Share it with someone who needs this kind of thing because we, this world, this world needs more people who are pursuing with interest and vitality their path in that in this way that's why fizzle exists because it is it is uh it is rife with roadblocks and things like that and if you need help on your business if you need like a little bit of help that can go a long way and 35 bucks a month ain't nothing and if you do the yearly membership it's even less than that right so go to fizzle.co slash try five you can jump in right now and get it going see what it's like kick the tires without having to charge you a bit And you can get into that decision matrix thing we talked about. Just start the roadmap, which is going to guide you through every step of your business. Corbett and Steph, thanks for being on the call. Thank you, listener, for listening. We love you guys. Share the episode. Tell us what you think. Mention us on Fizzle, on Twitter, at Fizzle. Say what's up on Facebook. Get us at Team Fizzle on Instagram. 
and just you know generally just you know send emails to any random email address about us just start typing things whatever hope you like this episode talk to you guys later find care take care serve hard and dig in we'll talk to you next week on the fizzle show